Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 125, episode 2 of Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers and fuck Fox News. Wow. What? Damn. Ever. <laughs> it's Tuesday, March 17th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. He's a guy named Jack who started Cracked years before. Then he started TDZ to give us more. Uh, that is courtesy of Crispy Meme Donut. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Oh, yeah. Tell you something I think you'll understand. When I say that something... You gotta wash your hands. You gotta wash your hands. You gotta wash your hands. Please wash your hands. Please stay safe. Why, that AKA them? is from at singing pilgrim. Pamela M.M. Berkeley, the display name. Thank you for that. Beatles inspired AKA. Gotta wash the your Beatles. hands. Beatles. Gotta love them. Gotta wash your hands also. Yep. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat uh, by the very first face on Mount Zeitmore. Uh, she is the hilarious, she is the talented, the Lil Zam herself, Jamie Lofton! I wanna stand all corporate femme powering. <laughs> I wanna bathe in shield gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make up with oppressors. Yas, glass ceiling, fall on me. <laughs> oh, Hi. that was beautiful. Hi. Oh, Did you write that, AK? That, no, that that's uh, at uh, at just TDZ, AKA. Ah, wonderful. That was a very special one. That was Quite also a uh, fun fact, uh, my, my parents' wedding song, and they... Uh, are still married, okay, even great. though, well, they mm. just because they can't afford to get divorced. Ah, got it, got it. <laughs> strategic, yeah. strategic elongation of the marriage. Exactly. They're like, go. do we want to have disposable income to go to the ninety nine, or do we want to get divorced? They made their call. What's the ninety nine? Oh, the 99 is a New England restaurant that sucks. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> where married it's couples a- who don't want to get married because they need the income go for dinner. It was like where we, it's like a variation on Chili's. It's just like where you go to argue with your family. Oh, got it, got it. Huh. Yeah. Savage Garden, that's who that is, right? So, yes, it, yes, it is um, absolutely Savage Garden. Affil- no affiliation with Olive Garden. No. Yes. Well, guys, we are hmm. podcasting. We're casting pod clear across the city of Los Angeles from our own respective bunkers. We're, yep. we're bunkered down, as Miles mentioned on yesterday's episode. That was the last one in in person for for a while. Uh, that one was yeah. actually recorded last week, and now we are uh, remote. Ooh. Yeah, and feels a little weird screaming into a into <laughs> my empty house. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's good. It sounds good. Did you did did y'all see uh, the what call it the John Oliver episode from last night? That was the most dystopian content yet. It was still really funny, but he's just sitting in a white void in yeah, an undisclosed location. I just saw that thumbnail and I was like, ooh, yeah, okay, that's uh, yeah. yeah. Shout out Wait, to does- those those writers. It's still a good episode, but it's like the thumbnail is jarring. Right. Shout out to Daniel O'Brien. Yeah. Is it is it like a webcam? Is he just like sitting there? Like, <laughs> does he look like we look in each other's Google Hangouts right now? Just no, like it looks and like grainy. It looks like a. It's just like a white void background. It's like a, it looks like a broadcast that would happen like right before they're like uh you know like the helicopters are about to descend like take cover right like a right. very Got calm it. British person on against a void background. It's like yeah, it was like against pre-recorded. It's like if you are seeing right, this right. message. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. Like just please, please chill. Cover. If you've seen this message, please relax. Everything is mm-hmm. all yeah. good. <laughs> I still associate white void backgrounds with like '80s TV uh, versions of Heaven, and also uh, oh right, and everyone's wearing a white suit. (laughs) 
Well, here we are in our different bunkers. It's nice yes. to see what everybody's house looks like, honestly. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Uh, you can see the air vents uh, in my roof. Yeah, uh, someone's got miles. central air. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And you look at mine, you're like, someone has a curtain for a door. <laughs> 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 Uh, all right, let's tell the people what we're talking about today. Uh, so we're going to try and divvy things up a little bit. So uh, Act 1, we won't do too much Corona news. Uh, act 2 will be more, you know, what's happening on the news, what people are talking about on the news uh, with regards to politics and also the, uh, the pandemic uh, we're going to talk in Act Three about a little bit more diversions uh, and what we're what we're all doing uh, in our respective uh, bunkers to stay sane. Quars, uh, quaring down. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's going to be kind of a new format. Like in Act Three, we're going to talk about how it was a good week for REM in terms of their streaming numbers. Oh yeah. Uh, Miles created an activity uh, that I, th- I think is fun. I'm, I'm for one, going to try. Uh, oh, yeah. And then we're going to talk about the new method for getting off of cocaine. Uh, which <laughs> is, I, A method, yeah. Sounds brilliant. Just like, just like most effective treatments for anything, it's only available to a very select few, but if you can get your hands on it, you will never do cocaine again. <laughs> right. Uh, it was brought to us by Fiona Apple. Uh, we're all thrilled to go out and try it ourselves. But first, Jamie yes. Loftus, uh, we yes. like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are, friend? Oh, boy. I've been putting a lot of stuff in online shopping carts and then taking them out. And I feel like ever I, I encourage Zeitgang to share your dystopian cart with us. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hearing a lot of dystopian carts uh, I, I bought a, a katana. Uh, <laughs> a like a legit guy. katana? Not like a legit katana, like a, like a $23 katana. I think it's like a cosplaying katana, but Got I just it. wanted to see how it felt in my hand, you know? Okay. Uh, well, I will say, if you want to know how it feels, you almost want that real steel in your hands to really feel the balance of the blade. Oh, you do, oh okay, as a, as a true blade master? Yeah, as a Japanese person <laughs> who's going to pretend to be a, the, the samurai teacher, yeah, I think, I think you need this, the real steel in your hands. I'm going right. uh, to be like, what is that like old meme that's like, while you were at parties, I was studying the blade. That's going to be <laughs> like, while you were having sex with the love of your life, I was studying the blade. Right. Meanwhile, I'll, Isaac is just in the corner crying his eyes out. Uh, With a bunch of bruises <laughs> from your cosplay sword. <laughs> right. Yeah, he just got in the way of my blade too many times. Were you real when you said you got a saxophone? Or you want, you're thinking about getting a sax? I put that in the cart, and then I took it out of the cart. I want a, I want a beginner's instrument. The student instruments are more affordable than I thought. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll get a clarinet. And Isaac was like, I don't want to hear that. And I was <laughs> like, you have to be sensitive to your partner when you're ordering an annoying instrument. Absolutely. Uh, so, so, so I, I'm between an alto sax and a, a violin. Oh, I mean, yeah. I think violin. I think you're gonna. Well, da- didn't you say you played oboe? Yeah, but I, it turns out that's out of my tax bracket. They're yeah, yeah. So expensive. It's, Have you it's seen reeds wild. and what reeds cost these days? Oh, Good yes. There. Yeah. Uh, you think uh, in the time of Corona, I can afford an oboe reed? Get real. Okay? There's something. But I think either one, whether it's a sax or a violin, the visual of you playing the shit out of either one, I think will bring joy to many. So whichever it is. Try- I want to try. I want to try. And then I wanted to get like a fake hazmat suit. I don't want to get a real one because I'm sure people like need them. But uh, a fake like Breaking Bad uh, Halloween costume hazmat suit. Because I've been doing Jane Fonda exercises, and I want to do one in a hazmat suit. Just the oh, same wow. exact video. It'll probably help you sweat just a lot for the too. content. Just the, th- just for the content. You know, this is a, this is really a golden age for content when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. bar is about to go crashing I mean, through the really floor. How low it's going to be? I mean, Anna's on TikTok. Like everyone's, uh, we're all yeah. finding our new content niche. Super I'm going to start an OnlyFans for is... just split stuff. <laughs> Super producer Anna Hosnier is now going to be like a traffic reporter for the Daily Zeitgeist, but exclusively from TikTok. She's going to be telling us what the latest trends are, what's happening on TikTok the up to the beat. moment, uh, the talk beat, uh, the TikTok on TikTok. 
uh, <laughs> we're going to oh, be getting, yeah. we, we found out about the, uh, the Corona challenge that the kids are into uh, yeah. right before we started recording, which is kids uh, licking a toilet seat to, you know, uh, <laughs> for the lulls. Uh, but you know, they, it's not going to get them sick. It's just, gonna if you get thought the memes were cool now people. before all this, <laughs> wait till <laughs> wait, wait about six days when the memes are going to, we're going to hit a new level of people trying to find meaning throughout all of this. <laughs> uh, Jamie, what is something you think is underrated? Oh, underrated, uh, is new life. I, my niece was born yesterday. I'm really excited. Oh. About it. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. it was, I mean, it, it, it is like a wild story, like just hearing, like, I mean, obviously people are still having babies and shit, but just the way that like they're brought into the hospital is a little bit different. But my, uh, my niece was born. Her name is Carolina Clark, uh, codename Corona Clark. And, uh, <laughs> she, she weighed seven pounds and 11 ounces, which is how you know that we're related. So yeah, straight 7-Eleven baby. Yeah. She's a yeah. straight up 7-Eleven baby. Yeah, I so, wonder how many people are thinking like, hey, well, if you know everything's on pause, hey, can can we put this pregnancy on pause? Like, do we got to deliver it <laughs> now? Like, it's going to be pretty rough. Yeah, healthcare workers are, you know, just want to stay home as much as anybody and especially yeah. ones who yeah. aren't, you know, necessary for the for specifically corona stuff, but I think eventually you know, all healthcare workers are probably going to be called in to uh, help out in yes. the effort. Absolutely. Shout out to all healthcare workers at Gang. I know a couple of people who are very pregnant right now and who are going in for their like last checkups with their OBGYN and it's like their tents outside the hospital. That's got to be a little bit unnerving. Um, yeah. yeah. That's awesome to hear that it can work out. It and you can have out. a 7 Eleven babe. You can have a little Seven Eleven baby. Every picture I've seen of her, she looks worried. So she can like read, probably. <laughs> Genius. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Overrated is uh, watch like starting to binge a good TV show. I've already. I mean, this is what day three. I've already tried to watch two shows that I haven't watched before that are good. And I've gotten really stressed out and bored. Like I was like, "Oh, now is the time to start Westworld. Now this is it. <laughs> this is my moment." But it's not. It's for me, anyways. It's not the time for thinking TV. Yeah. Not right. trying to challenge myself, uh, media wise, at this time. And so I, tr- I tried Westworld and I dropped it after two episodes. And then I went back and I watched something really fucked up on Netflix and felt way better. I think like a new thing that would be tight. I was proposing this to Her Majesty is if, you know, we're really like things really start changing. Why not fully regress, put up the Christmas decorations, watch yeah. only Christmas holiday films and just we be like. We talked about it over the weekend too. Oh, really? Like, yeah, let's just go into a time warp. Like if we're going to, if I'm really going to throw myself off, like I might as well just go to the time where I'm like. Yo, let's watch trash Christmas films because there's plenty of those that I've still not seen, even though I am challenging myself to try and watch all of them. Yo, I mean, it's I, we were thinking like after one failed episode of Westworld, we we're like, should we bust out the Rankin Bass like specials right now? Like, are we doing this? <laughs> yeah, but I give to it three fair, days; Miles. it'll happen. I think the other thing too, we were talking about it on yesterday's show, but the VHS archive that's on uh, like the Internet Archive. It has stuff that's Ooh. ripped from tapes from like the early as the 60s up until now, the mainly clustered in the like the late 80s and 90s when people were really ripping things off their VHS like decks. You can yeah. just go back and be like, I will watch a three hour cluster of Rocco's Modern Life from like 1997 uh, or that's things like that amazing. or commercials. There's, you know, the, keep yourselves entertained however you have to. I'm gonna. I have like a pile of VHSs at the house that is just like all the footage from my childhood of just my mom holding like a tank-sized video recorder, screaming <laughs> at children, being like, "Say hi." I was like, "Maybe it's time to digitize that. Maybe it's time to open those wounds." Yeah, start making a really cool art house film. Yeah, exactly. your mom just sounded a lot like Nicole Byer, by the way. Uh, there, <laughs> there. I also like. I encourage everyone to be like, you know, like be creative during this time and stuff. But I do. It does make me laugh to think about like two years from now when just like a bunch of shitty dystopian movies come out at once, and you're like, well, we know what that was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, think of all the fucking rom com 
scripts that people are going to be Ugh. fucking combing through this next year. Or worse, yeah. mumblecore. I'm just like, I if there, if a mumblecore movie comes out about Corona, which it will, I'll flip a table, which I will. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually keeping a one of those old-timey metal trash cans right at my uh, bedside and right next to me at all times just in case it becomes time to panic and I need to throw it through a window. I recommend that. <laughs> it's good get you a throwing release can. valve. Yeah, get your throwing can. Uh, finally, Jamie, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Hmm, I was struggling with the myth today. Every Everything feels like a myth. Um, I guess that my myth, maybe it may be more of a somber myth than I was planning, but like, uh, th- here's the myth. The myth is that uh, people will reach out to you when they're feeling lonely. They might not. Like, I, I've been, I don't know, I've I've been like FaceTiming with friends over the weekend or there's just been people who just like FaceTime me out of nowhere and been like, hey, are you are you feeling okay? Are you feeling good? Are you, and it's just been, I don't know, it's been nice. And I've been calling, what, like, like I called my parents, uh, which was annoying, but then I called, you know, <laughs> aunts and uncles and shit like that. And like, it's, 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 it's been nice. I, I think that like, there's some people that you call and they don't want to admit like, cause they're whatever, proud that they're like, hey, I'm feeling a little lonely, feeling a little isolated, uh, wish you hadn't moved across the country. A lot of those discussions, mm. um, but it's been it's it's been good. So uh, I guess don't count on people, especially maybe the more prideful people in your life. They might not tell you that they're feeling lonely. Or my favorite is like when I would call a family member and then they would be like, "Jesus Christ, I'm fine." And <laughs> right. Please leave yeah. me alone. I was looking forward to this. I yeah, had that like dial at your own my, risk. I had that with some of my relatives, and then they, uh, like, they were sending text messages like, "Everybody, chill out. This is gonna be fine." And then, like, the next time I talked to them, like, twenty four hours later, they had like made peace with the fact that our lives were about to change for a while. So, yes. yeah, like, yeah, I think people are all going through this at their own rate. Uh, but honestly. Yeah. The people who are having a good week, all these video chat services. I mean, look at us. I've been on like a couple Google Hangouts. I think also too, all your text threads that you have a bunch of people, turn that into a video conference. You will be surprised how life-affirming it can be to see everyone's faces. Because if you're fortunate enough to be out, like working from home and to have the free time, um, it, I, it's, it can be very nourishing. Mm. All right, guys, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back, and uh, so th- this being the news chunk, let's just get right into it. Uh, yeah. W- w- what do you guys? Uh, Everyone, take a deep breath. <sighs> I, um, yeah, I thought. Yeah, one of the best things I saw was from Sheila Blair, who was, I think, she was in charge of the Fed under George W. Bush and into the Obama administration, and she, you know, a lot of the coverage about you know, the economy in, uh, at this time, like as everything's shutting down has been about the fed and about the stock market. And she pointed out like lowering interest rates to zero doesn't help if businesses can't pay their loans back and they don't have cash flow. We need to get help out there, especially to small businesses and people already losing their jobs. And I, I just think that's an important point. Like this is something that I've kind of felt over and over again uh really in the past few months that there's just this sort of feedback loop between the mainstream media and Donald Trump specifically and just wealthy you know media elites uh, and the sorts of people who pay attention to the stock market where they think they're the only ones whose opinions matter and I feel like we're starting to see that get punctured a little bit as you know, the reality of the situation breaks through. Oh, yeah. But- I mean, you have Mitt Romney out here proposing possibly giving no. people $1,000 like right now just to offset things. And it's right. funny. It's so many of like the funnier tweets and stuff I read over the weekend were things about, you know, just being like, you know, this virus has the government actually giving people human rights now uh, and right. trying to address these things. Because I think, it, you know, it, it had to come to a point where the, the rubber met the road and it was like, 
are you really going to expect people to not work and also get these things done? Like, how is that even possible? And it, right. you can no longer blame other people. You can no longer say rah, rah, bootstrap shit. It's like, no, no, no. There needs to be tangible uh, assistance for this to work and not have just a chain reaction that, you know, I, I think they're not quite prepared for. Yeah, yeah. it is bit like kind of surprising to see. I mean, not surprising, I guess, but just like how this has forced the government to provide some like basic services to yeah. to people like just like things that people have been asking for forever like in LA there there's been like a proposal to just get like hand washing stations at homeless encampments for like ever 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 yeah. and they have just started to roll them out in the last week because it feels like a th possible threat to the, you know, the government. They don't actually give a shit, but like at least something's happening. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think it's going to take a while because on one level you, you see that they've done everything they could to try and stabilize it from the top down, you know, by slashing mm -hmm. interest rates and things like that. And the market still didn't really respond the way they did. And, you know, at, I think luckily on the other end, Hopefully, like local municipalities, I've seen like even in the area, like school districts trying to set up ways to distribute food for kids who are like counting on yeah. school to get their meals and things like that. It seems like a lot of the more, uh, you know, tangible or effective solutions are having to come from the people on the ground because clearly uh, the federal government is in total disarray. Uh, yeah. But I think it's I hope I mean, the I don't know if we can talk about what are positives or negatives throughout this whole thing, but it, at the very least, these sort of these topics are entering the discussion, at least on a national level. Yeah. I mean, yeah. from a historic perspective, it seems like, you know, the last time that America was truly open to uh, very progressive policies was like during the depression and after world war two and or during world right. war two. So, I mean, maybe uh, that's what it takes to get America, you know, out of its own ass enough to, like realize that people need help. Yeah. Well, Trump is hoping for sort of uh, an easier fix to all of this, and that is yeah. a magic pill. He's he's hoping and someone's just gonna make the magic the magic pill. He doesn't like needles, I'm sure. But, I don't like uh, needles. No. Do you have it? And can you put it into a Flintstones chewable vitamin form? Because <laughs> we are Flintstones kids. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I, I haven't laughed at a Trump tweet in a very long time, but I yeah. did laugh at his social distancing yeah. tweet. That was a pretty good one. A lot of old man yelling. A lot of old man yelling. Yeah, but so there's a biotech company in Germany that's working on a vaccine for the virus, and I feel like we're hearing that various news stories where people are trying out vaccines or biotech companies are, you know, trying to make advances against the virus. But uh, Donald Trump being who Donald Trump is wanted to kind of keep it all for himself. Yeah, there's I mean, again, a vaccine would be tremendously helpful right now, clearly because it's a pandemic. The effects of people not being able to work or falling ill are really significant and yes, a vaccine would not only be a game changer for everyone's health, but would also be, I guess, very profitable if you're a greedy fucking sociopath like Donald Trump is, who is looking at this possible vaccine as like a straight up money maker. Yeah. Um, so this company in Germany, you know, they've been they've been pretty successful. They were hoping to start like trials on people in the summer. Um, and at a certain point, we found out that Donald Trump was offering them a lot of money, like many funds to lure the company to the United States and to continue to operate in the United States and keep the vaccine just so it would only be available to the United States. And then possibly if they own it, then they can start licensing it to other people. I don't know, but this was purely looked at as a business opportunity from the president yeah. um, to the point where like Germany was in a bidding war with the United States. To be like, no, please stay. In the end, they clearly were like, no, this, like, we're not going to leave. Um, and the government of Germany was like, I don't know what the fuck y'all thought you were trying to do. Uh, Rick Grinnell, who's like the um, like ambassador to Germany or former ambassador, was like, no, that's all just a joke. That never happened. But then when it was confirmed, <laughs> he was like, OK, maybe that I, I'm I'll, I'll take just my last comment. JK. Back. Yeah, I feel like this is another place where we're seeing the like market based economy and government and media apparatus that has run America for so long, just being kind of ill-equipped to even 
like just the paradigm in general and like people's brains are just incapable of sort of <laughs> get get it wrapping their minds around the idea of uh, a world where it's not just like oh we got to get we got to get that and sell it and uh, right. you know beat the competition and it's like no we're all trying not to have a species wide like you know devastation it would be right. cute if it weren't so fucked up you know like the fact that like our president is out here like uh still thinking that we're in charge <laughs> like it's right. so clearly not the case at this point and just i don't know or even that the stakes are like low enough that you can play like greedy greedy entrepreneur yeah you can't be a cartoon be villain with about this millions of lives but again i think that shows the mindset it's the problem is actually completely abstract to him um and it's much more serious but yet here he goes trying to bribe researchers in other countries to be like, give it all to us and then right. we can sell it. It's it's really <laughs> I mean, I mean seeing, seeing anything not surprising either. Seeing anything related to this like operating on a like a transactional level is very, very alarming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the um, shenanigans I think of like all of this, it's brought out the best and the worst in people. Um, oh, I and love this story's wild. This so okay. There was like obviously we like last week and the weeks before it. There was clearly a rush on things like masks and cleaning supplies and disinfectant and sanitizers. Also, guys, soap is perfectly great. It's actually very effective because it breaks up the oils uh, in which uh, the virus lives in. So mm. also consider using hand soap too. Just as good. Soapy water, fantastic. Yeah. Um, so and also a lot of hand lotion. Use that. Yeah. If oh. your head, because people's hands are getting dried out. Mine started cracking a little bit. Started moisturizing. Much better. Oh. You okay? Uh, Save that bacon Joe grease Biden too. About moisturizer. <laughs> What'd you say? Someone tell Joe Biden about moisturizer. Oh boy, no, it's <laughs> it's it's too late for Joe. It was too um. late. I'm just saying, Bernie came in moisturized, and you know he was just using Irish Spring. Oh yeah, <laughs> just cutting it with a knife and yeah. rubbing it on himself. Um, so yeah, so a lot of people have been you know buying up these products. There were people obviously trying to price gouge on Amazon and eBay, and so this story came out about this guy and his brother in Kentucky who like went on a multi-state mission to buy up any Purell or masks or other things they thought were going to be profitable, like in a resale capacity. And not only did they make the mistake of like talking out loud to the New York Times about this, but one of the brothers actually showed his fucking human being face on fucking television uh. wearing a shirt that said family man, family business as uh. he like gave a news crew a tour of his garage where he had an estimated 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer plus other goods. So in this article, he's like, yeah, man, it's quote, it's been a huge amount of whiplash from being in a situation where what I've got coming and going could potentially put my family in a really good place financially to what the heck am I going to do with all this uh, was being like, I my plan didn't quite work out. Um, and then he was telling them he actually felt maybe like he was doing a real, you know, Paul Revere of Purell public service type vibe where he said, quote, there's a crushing, overwhelming demand in certain cities right now. The Dollar General in the middle of nowhere outside Lexington, Kentucky, doesn't have that. I honestly feel like it's a public service, and I'm being paid for my public service. And his yeah. public service is, how, how much is he charging people? He's giving it to him at a discounted rate? Uh, No, he was putting the prices so high that eBay and Amazon perma-fucked him off the platform oh. uh, for trying to price gouge. Not only that... I'm pretty sure the state attorney of Kentucky basically threatened him and the brother with legal action if they attempted to Hero. unload any of this shit. Okay. Um, yeah. So now they have to donate everything. Yeah. Well, that's no, th good. Yeah, I look forward to heroes. the Scam Goddess episode on that. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, it's such a short-sighted scam, but again, it's like the it's the reflex of how a lot of Americans think because again, we're like acting out. I keep saying this, we're acting out the same shit we see at a higher level, which mm -hmm. is like, Oh yeah, someone's in pain. How can I profit off this? Oh, someone's yeah. hurt. How can I profit off of this? That's right. like just, cause that's the example we see our, our institutions and the companies that supposedly take care of us see us as, Oh, you've got something wrong with you. How am I going to extract every fucking dollar out of you? And it's interesting to see the, this echo effect in real life. And this guy now, he's saying like, you know, 
this whole thing's been a lot of like a disaster. He's been getting a lot of cell phone calls. People even fucked up messages. Yeah. Right. Uh, people like sending him pizzas, which is actually kind of fucked up because the people who are in a delivery capacity are at pretty right. intense risk. Um, yeah. But he was saying, it was never my intention to keep necessary medical supplies out of the hands of people who needed them. That's not who I am as a person. And all I've been told for the last 48 hours is how much of that person I am. Yeah, facts. Okay. Ugh, Jesus. Well, I'm glad that he was thwarted at least. That's good. What a, I mean, what a fucking loser. Kentucky seems to be having a rough time, rough go of it during this, just, just adapting in general because there's this, this duo. And then there's also the guy who tested positive. And then was like, you can't quarantine me. I have my rights. And so they had to like put an armed guard outside his house to keep him from leaving and infecting oh. people. Um, I mean, yeah, that's I mean, I, I from what I've heard, I feel like, uh, you know, Andy Bashir, who is the governor, had a decent response. I don't know how true that is. I mean, I think every state's sort of dealing with everything in yeah. their own ways. Yeah. But there's definitely, again, and I'm I'm sure this will be a thing we continue continue to talk about as all kinds of news come out. But like we're starting, this is a really interesting examination of the psyche of Americans, also generationally, uh, socially at every level. You see, like the attitude too of like a lot of older people who have the mentality of like America's the greatest country and nothing bad will ever happen. Right. Having to sort of be confronted with the fact that yeah, no, th- this this can very well upend that. Uh, you know, self-held identity that that everyone thought. Yeah. All right. Well, what one phrase that I'm hearing people use a lot now is uh, draconian. Are you guys hearing that mm. in a lot of places? Yeah. Yeah. A lot so, of dragon hate. Yeah. A lot of dragon <laughs> hate. I, I was assuming, you know, this headset, like the derivation, was something to do with Draco Malfoy, but. That's actually not the case. Uh, it's oh uh, yeah. So Draco oh, was that's not where that comes from. yeah. I know. Uh, I think Draco Malfoy might come from this. Believe it or not. Uh, Good boy. Wow, J.K. Rowling doing a cute little turn of phrase. Isn't that wild? <laughs> and being a transphobe. Wow. <laughs> it's also she truly does it all. This guy gets wow. A really yeah. Who says women can't rap. have it all? Draco gets a really bad rap. He was the first legislator in ancient Greece to make laws. <laughs> and oh. like people were like, <laughs> fuck your laws. Um, like, hey, which, don't, don't I got rights? Yeah, the exactly. Fuck Draco. Well, so, I mean, prior to that, it had been blood feuds and like, you know, whoever was in, in charge could decide whatever they wanted to do to people. Um, and there were these random people who were arbitrarily... Uh, able to enforce the laws because they like quote unquote knew the code uh but you know uh that that wasn't so they, he was the first person to write them down uh oh now granted God. when we look back at them they're not great laws like they're, you they were, had capital punishment for like stealing a cabbage uh uh-huh. but they also made big progress in terms of just writing them down in the first place because everything up to that point was just whoever, you know, had the power and the weapon at that point uh, Mm -hmm. got to decide what the law was. And also, uh, you know, it made distinctions like between manslaughter and murder. That was the first time those were viewed as separate. Um, So very early stages law stuff but uh okay. you know i think because people were like pissed that anyone was writing laws down in the first place we were like this is draconian this is terrible <laughs> so i hate just to writing be, shit down yeah i hate to be a uh i'm actually person but wasn't the code of hammurabi one of the earliest written down laws in history yeah it might this might be like western bias where this is one of the first just you know just want to hold it down for hammurabi you know yeah Yeah. what was hammurabi you know you're we're living in a weird time because this is normally something that you would hear from like a guy at a party uh, right. One, it's like <laughs> actually, um, the code of Hammurabi. There's uh, there's a lot of baggage attached to the term draconian <laughs> that you might not actually realize, and then be like, yeah. oh, sorry, I'm gonna go get another Miller Lite. I'll be right back. Yeah. No, this is this is what. And while that guy is, leaves, 
I wasn't yeah, able like... to go to parties and just make people <laughs> run away from me with really boring uh, hist- historic derivations of words. So, uh, And I would always have to shoehorn in that I knew what the code of Hammurabi was. Yeah, you're like, the, yeah, you guys are like wingmen for each other. Like, dude, yeah. no, you guys, so you guys both yeah. come off looking real smart. Miles uh, Action like post mortem heard the conversation from he's like yeah. oh hey I couldn't help but overhear that you were talking uh, and then at the end then, of the night at the end of the night we meet up outside the party and we compare notes we're like all right so how do we do how many numbers you get they're like uh, I had three women tell me to never fucking talk to them oh shit yeah. it's like, really like info, it's yeah. info from the same guy that is like yeah only watch season one of Mr Robot it gets really shitty after that yeah. <laughs> So oh, there's man, this band, Tame Impala. <laughs> it's basically one guy, though. Uh, oh, boy. Well, I guess I'm going to spike the next story about how season two of Mr. Robot really drops off. Uh, well, and you really expect me to watch something and then tell me it's a dream halfway through the season, honey? Come, come on. on. Oh, you're going to uh, hate that one episode, that one season of fucking uh, Dexter. My God. Oh wow! Oh, I hope things don't get so bad that I have to watch Dexter. That would be too oh. bad. <laughs> <laughs> Truly apocalyptic. Truly. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, let's take another break, and we'll be back. And we're back, and. Let's talk pop culture. Let's talk things that aren't uh, the news. Um, yeah. yeah. Let's talk R.E.M., one of my favorite bands growing up uh, that I nobody mean, really listens to anymore. Hey, well, so it's the end of the world. I think a lot of people know that's Maybe that's the only R.E.M. song. It's the yeah. end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. It's just that and like they did Everybody Hurts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. wow, look at you. So that song came out in 87, I believe. Um, and right, like, I think at its heyday, when it was on the charts, like in the 80s, it peaked at number 69 on Billboard's Hot 100. Swish. Currently um, on the iTunes charts, it's number 43. And wow. that's 29 spots higher than it was on Friday. So this this song is climbing the effing charts right now. Yeah, this is like a, the dystopian version of when like Bohemian Rhapsody got really popular again when Wayne's World came out. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, but I mean they're both good songs. I think I think you need that. They need to both be songs that that hold up. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then I feel like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody came back with. The movie Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, which I don't know. Now I, I worry. Is that a that, Wayne's World movie? <laughs> yeah, that's a Wayne's World. It's about the making of Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a Wayne's World joint. <laughs> no, but I feel like it's na- now people are like, that song sucks and like think it's Queen's most popular song. Whereas when it first came back, it was like, oh yeah, the, here's a, a unheralded gem uh, from, right. from the early days of Queen. Now people are like, it's the ice ice baby of the seventies. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we get it. Um, um, yeah, the, I I think when you compare it to other songs that are coming out right now, it's getting more downloads than Billie Eilish's "Bad Guy," Lizzo's "Good as Hell," mm-hmm. and uh, Niall Horan. Is that how you say his name Horan. from One Direction? Horan. I think it's Horan. Anyway, that guy, the One Direction guy, he hasn't he put out a new album last Friday and this song from REM is still just crushing all of them. Ouch. Um you yeah. love but REM are great musicians. Uh, get those royalties, fellas. Yeah. All right, guys, for the rest of the show, let's just talk about our favorite REM albums. Uh, no. <laughs> you go first. What's number? Isn't oh that, yeah. Is that are you talking REM to me? Yeah, there yeah. is a yeah. show. And he, I was a huge REM fan, and even I couldn't listen to that. So, <laughs> oh, oh boy, <laughs> I, I like oh. both of those guys too. Uh, it's they had hard one to good episode where they had the REM. guys from Vampire Weekend on to talk about their uh, album. But uh, yeah, anyways, uh, check out Automatic for the People if you want to get into REM and New Adventures in Hi-Fi. Uh, hell yeah! Hell yeah, dog! I literally uh, just got a text from Her Majesty from the other room who says. <laughs> You were right the first time. Niall Horan, like whore, and then hyphen U-N. Okay. Majesty is added Horan. again. 
Yo, her is majesty great. is we shadow her producing like a... from the other room. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Hi, her majesty. Thank Hi. you. She, she's Hi. not going to hear this. I got headphones on. Oh. 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 Now she's saying, she I can hear. Now she's texting me, I can hear you, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> Niall is a sweet boy. I love him. Be nice. Okay. Man, Niall fuck Niall. Okay. All right. I don't know who Niall is. Maybe you guys need I'm a to nihilist. work this out. Do you need to take a quick break to kind of work this out? A nihilist? No, no. I'll, nihilist? I'll take a quick break for her to smash my podcasting equipment. <laughs> you believe in nothing. Uh, so, Miles, you and her majesty, speaking of her majesty, you guys uh, were, were doing some like old 1800s style uh, parlor, parlor games. games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's really important to find ways to entertain yourselves right now, especially because it's very stressful. Trust mm-hmm. me, I, I, I understand the stress that everyone's under from financial stress to social stress to existential stress. It's all there. And I think it's really important, A, that we you know try and be as adaptable as possible and have our hearts as open as possible, just a preamble to all of this. I think everyone needs to be as helpful to each other right now more than ever. And if you're able to help other people, please do in any way you can. Uh, because I think right now when our own institutions are failing to maybe provide those things in, at a certain extent, we may have to rely on each other. So I just want to begin with please open your hearts, wallets, whatever you can to be, you know, to absorb this shock with everyone as best as possible. Um, and I think it's really also important that we like make the best time of our time together. If we are hold up with people, you might be hold up with people you like. You might be hold up with people that you don't like. Um, but let's try and make the best of that. The other over the weekend, uh, I got tired of watching things on TV and cooking. So Her Majesty and I were just like, OK, let's go back to basics. I was like, I have not drawn something in ages because a, I'm a terrible illustrator and I don't like to engage in things I'm not good at. But for the sake of fun, I was like, you know what? Let's let's revisit some of these artistic skills I had. And we came up with it could be a game that already exists. I don't know. But I was just like I had one legal pad and a pen. I said, OK, 60 second portrait challenge. She, I would pose for her. She would have 60 seconds to draw my likeness on the page. Then I would get the pad. I would not see what she drew. I would have 60 seconds to draw her. The results may shock your relationship to their core <laughs> to the point that they dissolve. Her Majesty is actually decent with the pen uh, and forms and yes. shapes. I have, I don't even know what you could describe my drawing portrait of her as, except for mildly offensive. There, uh, yeah. I would say that maybe some uh, pupils to her eyes would have been helpful if I just giving some tips. Uh, yep, I ran so- out of time. Something in her eye holes besides nothing. <laughs> Wait. In her eye holes, <laughs> something her eye holes. Mm-mm, yeah, mm-mm. I I tried the. Uh, you know, I'll I'll post it to my story so people can see how awful of a an illustrator I am. But yeah, I think games like that are just really funny because honestly, try it with anybody. You'll be if if you're really good, you'll be impressed. You'll see someone has art skills, or you'll be you'll just have a a good old larf. Uh, and please hit us up with any uh, games lo-fi low technology games activities you have yeah. uh, to sort of engage yourself yeah we've been finding old funny exercise videos uh because i just feel i get so stir crazy when mm-hmm. i can't go on walks and stuff like that so jane fonda's got your damn back she's on there it's the horniest video in in american history really yeah my whole body hurts i've been doing it for three days now what, what, no, but bring it back to the horniness. What, what's horny oh, about it? It's like, it's really horny. It's her in 1982. She's wearing this skimpy outfit. And like, she's just like, it's like a, and stretch. And uh, and then like, she's like pulsing her hips the whole time. She's like making a humping motion when the exercise doesn't even call for it. Oh. It's just all, it's, it's electric. All right. And... So some news that isn't as depressing as all the other news right now is that we have a we do have a medical breakthrough in the realm of getting you uh, less addicted to cocaine, uh, <laughs> and, and it comes from uh, Dr. Fiona Apple. Uh, mm-hmm. She has a lengthy profile in the New Yorker uh, that is a good read. Uh, we we all have time now. Uh, so check it out. Uh, but really early on, we get this anecdote about 
how partying hard with Quentin Tarantino and Paul Thomas Anderson got her to quit doing cocaine. Yeah, that is though. <laughs> that is a very interesting one. So she used to date Paul Thomas Anderson and actually reveals like they had a very tumultuous, like nah, like a weird relationship where he was kind of emotionally abusive and she was yeah. like drinking a lot. He partied hard. I mean, um, if you listen to her music from that time, it's it's all there, baby. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay, Paul. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> because of that, you know, he's a, he's a director. Quentin's a director. They that means they do coke, I guess. Uh, there's this one line that is just very, very telling uh, from the New Yorker. It says she had quit cocaine years earlier after spending quote one excruciating night end quote at Quentin Tarantino's house, listening to him and Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson, brag. This is from her, Not quote, every addict should just get locked in a private movie theater with QT and PTA on coke, and they'll never want to do it again, end quote. <laughs> I mean, it's just because they're like turned up to an 11. They're, it's probably yeah. fucking insufferable. Oh, oh my God, that's yeah. The best. And for people with such like really strong opinions on film and visual aesthetics and things like that, I can only imagine being a bite. It's probably like watching two Furbies talk where you're like, I don't know what they're doing <laughs> and I know I don't want to be here and it's freaking me the fuck out. And I don't know how to turn them off. There is no clear off switch and the doors are locked and I, mm-hmm. and I feel unsafe. Yeah, no, uh, Fiona Apple is the fucking best. I'm so excited. I hope she releases new music early. Uh, for for all of us quarantine heads that need it, she's so amazing. Right. I think the album. Yeah. I think the the piece is talking about an album that's like in process and might be. Coming yeah, it's out about soon. to come out. She yeah. said it's so done. That's exciting. So I'm like, I'm, I'm fingers crossed. She's she. There was a lot of good uh, press around her when Hustlers came out too, because uh, J Lo does that amazing uh, pole dance to Criminal at the beginning yeah. of the mm. movie, and yeah. uh, she like. She contacted uh, someone at Vulture. Like she just emailed someone. Was just like, "Hey, do you want to talk to me?" And then like there was another great profile. Uh, she <laughs> just seems great. She's just hanging out. She's yeah, she's yeah. been she's been quarantined. Yeah, she's. It seems like she's a artist who made her art like the center of her life, which you know, and she keeps making really good shit. This is actually somewhat reassuring to me to because you know, like any person who was a teenager in the 90s i I liked the movies of quentin tarantino and paul thomas anderson uh, or at least any male that who was a teenager at that time uh i feel like yeah and they went whenever i would like see them interviewed or like read a feature about where a journalist like spent significant time with them they were just these like insufferable and like just kind of unidentifiable as human beings <laughs> like the the way they behaved was just like so strange and uh overstimulated and i th- i think that's actually a word from one of the profiles that i read of paul thomas anderson that's uh, a nice way of saying on coke yeah uh, yeah <laughs> but like i never i was like yeah i was always like wait are are they like do they have like some is that like what you need to be like a great director you just have this like natural reservoir of uh energy or something and it turns out no they were just on cocaine like you would have thought what i would describe as insufferable enthusiasm uh, is what they (laughs) suffer from it's quite astonishing uh yeah i mean paul thomas anderson local valley scum lord so (laughs) yeah to him yeah uh i yeah i'm like whatever i'm like it's it's what whatever the other thing in that profile is and i didn't realize that she had dated louis ck yeah. Oh, yes. I didn't either. I've, I've always blocked that out, but that is true. Yeah. It's. I mean, read the whole piece. There's all. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff in there that's a really interesting read. Yeah. But she, yeah, she like at first expected him to like do some trenchant like self evaluation and come out with really interesting material following his outing as a as a creep and a sexual predator. And then, you know, she talks about her coming to the realization that that wasn't happening. Uh, right. And, yeah. yeah. She's... That'll happen. Yeah, that will happen. Finally, uh, just in terms of reporting on what people are doing uh, to kind of pass the time, I don't know if... Do, do we want to ask 
Zeitgang to to reach out, let us know any any other parlor games they're doing. Uh, I I did want to talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger, who seems to be just sitting at a small table, feeding, uh, eating carrots with his two. I love it so much. Yeah, he's with a pony named Whiskey and a donkey named Lulu. Yeah. He's wearing a Terminator T-shirt. Yeah, he's in course. his little kitchen, and he's just being like, "Don't go out." It's okay. Everything's yeah. fine. Don't go outside. You ha- It has to be seen to be believed. It's so yeah, good. C- cut to five days from now, and he's spit roasting that fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, yeah, I was just fattening them up for the slaughter. Right. Uh, oh, Lulu, you, you, you shouldn't have bucked me off that one time. <laughs> I, have, I have one more thing about um, just a quick Mensa X. Oh, oh that this is our um, this is our collab of the day is Mensa okay. X coronavirus. Oh, okay, love to love to hear about those collabs. So they've been they've been dunking on me like extra hard. I've been getting a lot of mean emails from them the past week um, since the podcast. since your famous write ups. Boom. Uh, so, so I've been uh, I've, I've been getting a lot of hate mail from them, but uh, independently of that, um, there has there's like they have their regional gatherings, and one was supposed to happen in Las Vegas. So this is like a couple thousand people, and they refused to cancel it. Um, wow! Yeah, like they they were sending out um, emails saying, uh, "Let's see, quote my gut tells me that we will provide food, drink, lots of drink. There'll be." Entertainment options (parentheses open mic) and, and and speakers who are still willing to do their thing with a predictably small audience. This is a choice to attend or not attend. But I want everyone know, to know who's coming to town that you will not be left hanging. So, like the fucking genius club is like, actually, let's gather in numbers of hundreds um, uh-huh. because mm-hmm. you know you, you're immune. I'm actually smart enough to know. I'm actually smart enough to know which expert opinions to completely ignore. Yeah, it's it's a rare gift. It's a rare gift. The last thing. I mean, I just think it's. It it did end up like having to get shut down, but just so beautifully poetic that they were the last to go. Well, you see how much like people's egos are also involved in this. Like the idea. Like no one wants to. I think a lot of people are looking at this the wrong way, which is like, oh, I'm not. I ain't as scared of no corones. You know, or yeah. like I'm not going to get the <laughs> flu or whatever. Rather than no, I'm I need to actually stay away to minimize anybody interacting and spreading infection. It's not because you are weak and pe- like a lot of people take that. I've noticed this with a lot of older people who are like, I'm going to be fine. It's not that it's going to hurt me. It's like no, no, no. You're missing the point here. Like you actually need to stay inside, not because I look at you as a weak person, even though secretly low key I do. It's not about <laughs> that. It's mostly about the fact that you have to minimize your risk of exposure and spread. Uh, and I've had a really interesting time speaking to all kinds of family members uh, about the reasons why I understand it was way tougher back in X country that you came here from. But that's not what this is. It's not a challenge of who's been through more. It's a challenge about can we put our, you know, can we put our neighbors' safety and the community safety as, as a priority and Ex- restrict our movement? Exactly. Yeah. yeah there's a there's- thing that. Uh, the women who host Night Call were talking about uh, that Moon, I think Moon Juice uh, is the company that like charges oh, uh, $13, $13 for yeah. a small thing of almond milk. Uh, but they oh. they were releasing or sending out mass emails where they were like, uh, just, you know, we are lucky enough to be people who are in control of our own immunity and can, you know, be like just basically, or our own immune systems, basically, you know, the Mensa version of uh, mindfulness, essentially, Mm -hmm. uh, where they just believe themselves to be immune. uh, And it's just, yeah, it's very counterproductive to community spread. There was an intensely stupid uh, Raya announcement uh, as well, Raya being the like whatever, where like C list celebrities. Well, um, really break down what I mean. I don't know if Raya's in a lot of listeners' cities, you, but like, so how do you explain Raya? I've never like Raya is like you. Raya's basically hinge for people with a publicist, essentially. So mm-hmm. like, it's almost like trying to be like the the creme de la crap of the city. You know, like, oh, yeah, like, I work in this industry. You need other people to co-sign for you to get in. Like, it's meant to be, like, really exclusive. And 
like many people in LA will bitch about how they couldn't get on Raya or whatever. Like I even had right. a recommendation and I've put like whatever. So Ugh. it's it's already that's the mentality of of Raya. My my yeah, it's or it's like elitist by design. But yeah. there was I'm trying to look for the official like because everyone. I mean I've gotten a like COVID-19 message from Forever 21 being like, we swear we'll clean the dressing rooms this time. Uh, we've gotten <laughs> like, I've gotten it from 7-Eleven being like, we will never close. Uh, and, but uh, the Raya one I saw people posting uh, was just like, hey, we've shut down all the profiles of people over a certain age. Uh, and Oh, I have it right here. Do you want me to read it? Yes, please. The okay. ending is gorgeous. Dear members, as you know, Raya is a global community with members in each corner of the world. Our platform seeks to enable connections across continents and creative media. In light of the COVID-19 pandemic, we are disabling international matches as of today and discouraging our community from flying both private and commercial. We've also oh. paused memberships for users 50 plus in order to keep them safe. If you must connect, please remember these guidelines. Wash your hands frequently before and after meals, handshakes, and intimate encounters. Avoid hot tubs, jacuzzis, saunas, steam rooms, etc. Stay away from gyms and Pilates studios. Ask your trainer to come to you instead. The CDC <laughs> recommends avoiding hotels with three stars or fewer. That is the Please one Please stay like... safe, and we hope to see you back again soon. Oh, what my God. Ugh, it's literally just a text that every single one of Kristen Stewart's friends got. Like, it's just <laughs> so... It's fine. I mean, that's I also like, amazing. yeah, like I, I it sounds like a spot. bit that'll eventually be on like SNL. Like the game of this sketch is to get more and more wildly specific to one percent or lifestyle stuff. It's like, right. yeah, avoid hot tubs, Swedish saunas and like infrared baths. It's like, yeah, do not go to the blah. You know, anyway, Timothy Chalamet has been seen coughing. Maybe don't yeah. hang out with him. <laughs> yeah. Even for clout. I mean, we have no clout managed to. We have managed to ignore the big story of yesterday as it relates to coronavirus, and that is that Idris Elba, Stringer Bell himself. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Shout out to him and his wife, who I didn't know if it was his wife or his daughter. He got uh, married. And, uh, oh, shout <laughs> Don't you love? That's some Raya shit. I mean, <laughs> I, I hope that he's doing okay. That's right. um, super producer Anna Hosnier's, uh hall pass. So Yeah. Yeah, got to keep him in good health. That definitely had reverberations through Daily Zeitgeist production uh, when Idris Elba was, you know, came down with COVID nineteen. Yeah, that's when you it do hate. You real. do hate to hear it. Um, it's <sighs> it's my past used to be Scarlett Johansson. Really? Wow, that's amazing. Mine's, yeah. Well, that was actually this is pre like cancellation, even pre Her Majesty. I haven't even discussed what my past. I don't think I. I don't. I think Lola Bunny now is the, is the one right. one person who has my heart. Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is. <laughs> <gross>. <laughs> the, <laughs> I think mine is still Will Poulter. Wow. Yeah, who? that I thought that crush was gonna die, but it it is a fire that will not be extinguished. Yeah, I don't. It, it's I remember you saying this, and I you know I get it. Even though he looks like what's his face from Toy Story. Sid. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He's he's good. But I shouldn't slander him. I I believe he's also an Arsenal fan. So shout out to Will Poulter. He is. He is. Oh, he is. You know this? Yeah, I don't know what it means, but I know that it's true. Wait, you <laughs> you've read up enough about him to even Damn. passively gain this Everything knowledge? Everything about Will Poulter. And then three weeks ago, Isaac was sitting next to him at, at a bar and was just like, "We, I, I found out that Will Poulter is actually too accessible to us because he goes to." A bar near our house where beer costs four dollars. So, oh. don't know. Scary, scary times scary. for Isaac. Scary, yeah. Scary times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Jamie, it's been a pleasure yeah. having you uh, here today with us. Uh, where can people find you? Follow you? You can you can find me on uh, Twitter at Jamie Loftus Help. You can find me on Instagram. At uh, Jamie Christ Superstar, Bechdel cast still coming out, baby, uh, every Thursday. And um, yeah, everyone uh, in your area, check out and see if there is a mutual aid effort going on. Um, I just learned about the one in my area yesterday. If you can give a little money, if you can donate a little food, or if you're able to like drive stuff places, uh, depending on what your area and state of health is could be helpful there's like some uh docs where they're listed by region 
And that's that, those are the words I wanted to say. All right. Uh, and is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Um, maybe come back to me. I've only faved depressing ass stuff. Okay. Miles, where can people find you? And is there a tweet you've been enjoying? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray on the PlayStation Network at Miles of Gray. I'll probably be trying to play some more video games uh, to in, in these dark times. Uh, you can also find me on my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, that I host with Sophia Alexandra. Look, y'all got time? Uh, get into 90 Day Fiance. Join me on the trash ride. That is that show. Um, in terms of tweets that I like, uh, a couple. Uh, this one was pretty funny over the weekend. It's from Rachel McCartney. Uh, at Rachel M. Comedy, September 2021, the pandemic is over, but nothing will ever be the same. The virus wiped out half our parents, and we had to say goodbye over Skype. But today, groups are allowed to gather again, and stand-up comedy returns. The first comedian takes the mic. <laughs> so dating's been hard. <laughs> um, and a few uh, more. Uh, another one is from... Uh, 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 where is she at? Alyssa Limp Paris, former guest at Alyssa Limp. Uh, I picked a hell of a time to have not learned how to cook for the past 29 years. <laughs> um, and then a last one. Uh, we didn't really talk about the debate uh, because uh, it's, it's, these are trying times. We'll get to debate covers in a second. But from Jamie Loftus, you tweeted something very funny that I love. There was a moment on the on the debate stage um, where there was a lot of uh, Bernie was cornering Joe Biden on a few things. One was sort of like, oh, so you never uh, supported uh, cuts to Medicaid and Social Security? And he's like, oh, no. And the way Bernie like scoffed at him, it looked like two 14-year-olds having a fight. He's like, oh, you never said that? Okay, guys, go to the YouTube right fucking now and search Joe Biden, Medicare cuts. The shit's right there. You're going to fucking take an L, Joe. Uh, but I don't know how many people were actually watching the debate the other day. The other moment was talking about super PACs where Bernie was saying, look, Joe, you got some super PACs going. Joe Biden to Bernie's like, oh, yeah, well, you've got like nine super PACs. Uh, and he was like, no, I don't. Uh, and then this, this tweet from Jamie, <laughs> she tweeted, here are, the, here, are, here are the Bernie's nine super PACs Biden is talking about. Asterisk takes off top, reveals nine thick nipples dripping pennies. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the signal boost. There's I, oh, I honestly, I just wanted, I would, I would buy that as a poster. Hell Yeah. Uh, I think I found I think I found a tweet. This is it's more of an idea than a tweet, but I have found a lot of <laughs> comfort in cursed Caroline Calloway content. Uh, the past couple of days, she's in a she's in a Twitter feud with Roxanne Gay. I don't know why, but I'm just fall. It's just something to do is watch Caroline Calloway and Roxanne Gay fight with each other about. From what I can tell, literally nothing. Um, <laughs> so I recommend going over to either of their profiles. They're both way too online uh, in times of of crisis, and uh, it's it's very entertaining. Uh, some tweets I've been enjoying. Miss United Face at Miss United Face tweeted uh, the TikTok of Kristen Chenoweth like going around cleaning her house for the camera in a very like fun musical way on TikTok, and he tweeted, "We need a rescue mission for all the personal assistants trapped in quarantine with their celebrity clients to film their coronavirus content," <laughs> uh, which is a real, a real bummer. Um, and then uh, Graham Clark tweeted a picture <laughs> that Eminem uh, put out there of himself in like a black leather jacket with a black t-shirt overlooking New York City and looking really tough. And he tweeted, this fall on NBC, martial law. It, re it really looks like a law and order. Um, Wait, instead of Marshall Mathers? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, I do it just, love it. Yeah. It's, it's good content. And we need content at this time. Am I right? In this time guys? of Corona content. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want All everyone right. to just keep, you know, keep keep a soft spot in your heart whenever you see a comedian going live on Instagram. They're really they're really going through it. There's gonna be a lot of comedians <laughs> going live on Instagram. And here's the thing, most of it's not gonna be very good. You gotta just <laughs> I want yeah, Chris Crofton to stream love. Poetry Corner. That's what I want. Oh yeah. yeah. 
yeah. I'll have to like force him to go. We'll, we'll have to force him to go live with one of us too. Yeah, Join like streams. Crofton, name your price. Yeah, I've, I yeah we should probably yeah we'll get Crofton to give us some YouTube picks every day. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist. On Instagram, we have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what song are we going to ride out on? I think we just we need we need light music we need bright music we need to feel like Desmond when he was down in the hatch. Uh, this is a track called "Thinking" by the Meters from New Orleans. Uh, great band. I've recommended their music before, but you know you could just run through their catalog and it's very uplifting, bright. Uh, love and support and positivity to everybody out there. It's it's going to be a hard couple of weeks, months, uh, but we just you know let's all stick together. Let's stay positive. And hopefully we can spread light to each other uh, because we might we might be all we got for a minute for a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We will be back this afternoon to tell you guys what's trending, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.